What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. How are you? It's your boy Jonathan Macri with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. I'm excited to be join, joining you today, uh, and what I should have said is I am excited to be joined by my guest today. Um, I can now call him a Knicks Film School regular. I think this is the it's either the third or the fourth time he's been on. He always gives good insight because he, well, he watches the G League for a living, more or less. Um of ridiculous upside, Dakota Schmidt. Dakota, how are you? I am doing as uh, well as can be in the <laughs> middle of a Wisconsin uh, summer, which I am grateful for after going through like six months of winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if it's anything like us here in New York, where where I I personally am grateful for whatever summer months. We get, whereas I feel like a lot of people will start complaining the minute like they walk outside and they break a sweat. I'm not like that. You can't have it both ways. And like those people will complain about winter and summer. It's like pick pick one. Um, so that's good that you're doing well. Um, obviously, like like the rest of us, you have not had any basketball to watch in some time. Um, but that doesn't mean that your um, knowledge of the G League is not coming in handy all of a sudden. As the NBA's transaction window uh, is closing, well, today as we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, June 30th, but um, by the time you hear this at home, it'll it'll already have been closed. Um, and a lot of guys from the G League uh, or have who have spent a good deal of time in the G League have been picked up, and two of them are now members of the New York Knicks, and uh, we're going to spend most of our time talking about then as i could hear your dog is excited in the background which always excites me an excited yes pet. he is he just uh, he just an excited yeah, he pet just, is uh, great I, well let's start with this i yeah, just uh drank some water and uh came back up to me is is your dog more excited about jared harper or theo pinson let's start there um he's more he's definitely more of a jared harper guy Okay, perfect. Definitely more of a Jerry Harper guy. We watched a lot of uh, Northern Arizona Suns basketball during the season, which wasn't the best idea. But uh, I'm a team that you know struggles throughout the uh, you know um, short end uh, G League season. Uh, Harper was definitely uh, one of the better players. Well, or the best player in that team. I was about to say, uh, um, I'm I'm happy you said him first because he's the guy. Yeah, and we'll talk about Pinson in a second and why, you know, maybe we should maybe we shouldn't waste that much time talking about him as um it, it seems as if his they may have traded for his contract more than him as a player, but we'll we'll do our due diligence. But Harper is a guy 
that strikes me. And I, I, you know, I tried to watch as much footage of him as I could over like the last, you know, week or so. Um, let's start here. If Jared Harper, and I know that I understand this is an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If Jared Harper was six, three, what, like, what would he be? Where would he be as a, as a player? I think he'd be an NBA rotation player, especially with what he showed uh, this year, you know, in the G League where put up 21 uh, points, almost six assists, shot decently from three, 36%, which is, you know, average that he needs to improve upon. But that's basically a study uh, with what he shot um, during his career at uh, Auburn. Um, I, I, the reason I ask that question is I'm always curious with short guards. Is it is it just the height that's holding them back, or is there are there is he basically a complete player, you know, but he's really short, or is there is there more to it than that? So, wh- which of those directions would you go on Harper? I mentioned uh, just a bit ago about how he shot 36%, which is, you know, decent, but it's, you know, in the, in the modern game where it's, you know, have, where a lot of teams are reliant on our premier shots, you know, the average should, uh, teams would, you know, want that average to improve by, you know, percentage, a few percentage points. Uh, but defensively, um, unsurprising is, uh, is a part where he, uh, where he, where he struggles on, he, he works. At it, but sometimes, you know, obviously he's overwhelmed by, you know, the uh, bigger guards that he's matched up against. Also, um, there are uh, occasions where he can get ahead of himself, especially in transition. Like um, I'm looking at his numbers on Synergy and his uh, numbers in transition aren't the best. But in terms of like a solid half court guard that can, you know, um, uh, use his quickness to get to the hole. You know, solid, you know, facilitator. Again, six, um, almost six, 5.8 assists uh, last year, 2.1 assists uh, ratio, I believe. Um, he was, you know, one of the more entertaining. Uh, I think he was like in the second tier of rookie uh, G-League guards, in my opinion. Okay. Well, listen, I'll, I'll any tier that's near the top, um, I will I will take if we're talking about the Knicks when. So I want to nitpick on a couple of things. Um, you said bigger guards could take advantage of him. Is is are we talking about like he was getting back down in the post a lot or are we just talking like they would run him through screen after screen and he had trouble keeping up or, you know, a little bit of both or something else entirely. That and um Guys are, you know, trying to, you know, draw to the draw, draw to rim and using uh, their, you know, larger frames against them. OK, so he basically had trouble stopping penetration. That, that makes sense. Um, I mean, from what I saw, he seems yeah. to be able to use his quickness and wingspan to, you know, get back into play sometimes. But, I, you know, um, I just I wonder, well, let's let's take it in this direction. If he's never going to be a great defender, let's accept that. On offense, what yeah. would you say is the biggest standout skill that he brings to the table, or is there one? Um, he could take it to hole. You know, despite the size, he's you know somebody that can um really really take it um to the hole, and also um you know shoot off the dribble. 
a bit, but his ability as a uh, penetrator in terms of getting to the basket or, you know, working the ball around to uh, one of his uh, teammates were, uh, were skills of his. Is he because like, you know, obviously here in New York, we've now had a year and a half worth of Dennis Smith Jr., who, again, you know, can get to the basket with the best of him. Um, but. You know, what has held him back, just as an example, is he doesn't always make the proper decision when he gets there. Um, Does Jared Harper, is he more of a like scoring mindset when he gets going to the rim or does he kind of I'll to borrow the most obvious term? Does he dish it as much or sorry, does he? Yeah. Does he dish it as much as he swishes it? (laughs) Um. With uh, Northern Arizona, with the, um, let me be kind of say, lower amount of talent when it comes to the G League. Like they, <laughs> you can the, just they say they stink. It's okay. And 34, so I can be com- confident to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, he definitely uh, swished it more than he uh, dished it with that team, which, you know, um, makes sense when you look at the talent of the team and uh, look at the stats and, you know, see that he was shot a pretty efficient um Pretty efficient scorer, you know, 20, 21 points per game on the pretty solid, you know, um, field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. So this year he uh, he definitely shot more than he dished it. But I think in, a, in an ideal situation, um, he'd be using his uh, skills as a facilitator uh, more. Is he – how is his uh, – like, you know, I'm, this is what's on my mind because I'm, you know, watching tape of like the the – first round point guards or slated to be first round point guards in the draft. And I'm thinking about like, you know, I'm spending a lot more time than I ever have been. I think probably thinking about all the different things that going, that go into making someone a really good point guard and, you know, handle um, vision, like passing ability. Does he have pretty much all of those components and, and it, you know, would you say that there's one that maybe stands out more, stands out less? Like, give me give me a little bit of a rundown on Jared Harper as a you know a guy who could kind of facilitate an offense. I said it before um, that he's somebody that can work off the dribble and use his use his quickness to get around you know a perimeter defender. And when he's on his way towards the paint, he can you know dish it out um, you know to a uh, perimeter shooter. Also, he saw he was he did a really good job of um, working with the uh, pick and roll partners. Uh, Trey Goins was towards the end of, um, was his uh, big uh, pick and roll partner. Trey Goins eventually became a two way player, and a lot of that was due to his uh, relationship okay. with um, Harper. So maybe um, if if Harper is with the next 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 year, and also Kenny Wooden is with the next next year, and they're both in Westchester. I think that's a pairing that uh, Knicks fans would uh, have a lot of fun watching. It's funny you say that because now I'm just thinking about it. It seemed like Jared Harper went to a like his highlights from college. There's a ton of alley-oops in there. And yet I feel like I didn't see as many watching highlights of his time with the um, Northern Arizona Suns. Or maybe they were there and I just didn't catch them. Um, yeah, again, um, 
Northern Arizona Sun's highlights are kind <laughs> wow. of few and far between because you know bad they finished eight team? and thirty-four for the season. That's awful. <laughs> eight um, and thirty-four for the season. Eight and thirty-four. Well, okay. yeah. so so let's end with this with Harper. Was was there the eight and thirty-four? It it sounds like that was not really his fault. Is that fair to say? Uh, nah. No. <laughs> um, last thing on him. Before we before we move on to Pinson, uh, do you like a lot of people have have some people have speculated that, you know, this was really a matter of he went to a team with a, a glut at the pro level of ball handlers um, and specifically point guards. I mean, I think I, I saw something on like uh, like someone put together a YouTube compilation where it showed that at one point during the season, the Suns had like eight guys on their NBA team that were either like a point guard or like a combo guard um, or like, you know, primary ball handler. Is this, is he an NBA player just waiting to happen that was in the wrong situation? Or is he just a guy that, you know, because of his physical limitations, doesn't have what it takes? Like, where do you foresee his career going at this point? I think he has potential to be a, um, like a, microwave score in a team second unit. Um, like I said, he can, you know, get to the hole and, you know, despite his size, despite him being 5'11", 175 pounds, he did a good job of being able to, you know, finish at the rim and also get to the free throw line. Um, a fair amount of uh, times he had, uh, he averaged four uh, free throw attempts last year. I have his, you know, numbers in front of me uh, for this, but um yeah, I feel like he can be a solid uh, second unit um, player that a team can rely upon to, you know, play 15, 20 minutes. Um, count on him to, you know, be able to get to the hole, be smart with the shots he takes and also uh, dish out. I hope you're right. Um, I, I mean, just watching him, I like him. And um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think he's in... I don't know if he's like a flat out NBA player, but I think he could make it in the league and I'm curious to see him get the opportunity. Um, So that's a good transition to Pinson because Pinson, unlike Harper is a guy that we've seen at the pro level. He's played in, I I think was it 51 games at the pro level over the last two years. Um, And this is a guy that I'm having a little bit of a trouble, a little bit of trouble figuring out, just because, like, in the pros so far, he has been, and, like, the offensive uh, advanced stats say this, his flat, you know, his shooting numbers <laughs> say this, um, he's been, a, a like, a god-awful offensive player. He's been really bad. Um, specifically, last season, um, he shot it 20% from three, which is almost unfathomable, except when you consider... That, that wasn't the worst part of his game because he shot it 43% around the rim in the pros, which is really unfathomable. Anyway, um, but then you look at his G League stats and it's like he's a different guy. So can you make heads or tails of Theo Pinson one way or the other? I don't know, because when you look at like um, his numbers uh, with Brooklyn this year and compare them to like, his, his three-point shooting numbers in particular, his three-point shooting numbers. When you compare uh, what he did with Brooklyn uh, this year with what he did at UNC, where he shot 26% from three during his whole career, 
Then in the G League, um, in the circuit of 2018-19, he shot 38% from three. So when you when you compare when you look at his NBA, college, and G League numbers, you kind of really don't know what to make out with him. But um, in terms when it comes to what I remember watching of him, both in circuit year and um, uh, this year, he made uh, nine appearances with uh, Long Island during the 1920 season, and he's offensively he's the all-around package you know somebody that can you know get to the hole that can you know be able to use his you know bigger 6-6 frame to you know look over the court and make a correct passes while he's on the perimeter you know jobs in the paint also you know be a really uh solid perimeter weapon and he you know like you mentioned he wasn't able to do that um, at the NBA level this year with, uh, with Brooklyn. So you mentioned that Theo Pinson is, you know, at least when he played in the G League, kind of looked like the all-around package as, you know, a guy with size who could distribute the ball. Um, he, you know, obviously in the G League, he he shot it well. Um, I I don't want to talk for too long about him because it's like, it's it's kind of clear what he what happened this year. He was really good in the G League and he wasn't very good in the pros. Like are is can you think of another example? I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Can you think of another example of a guy who just for whatever reason would seem like like he was clearly an NBA player and then when he made it up to the to the NBA level, he just could never put it all together? Jonathan, if you uh, if I'm a video on you, you'd see me uh, nod on my head <laughs> <laughs> with with the with the quickness. But uh, yeah, I do, and that guy's name is uh, DeAndre Liggins, oh. two time uh, D uh, slash G League Defensive Player of the Year. Shot pretty well from three during um, his time in a league uh, with the uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force. But when he uh, was up in the NBA, honestly, he didn't look like he knew how to dribble the basketball. Like I, I watched him a good amount of times with the Bucks, and he just looked, just looked completely, completely nervous, which surprised me because at that point he had a lot of you know NBA experience. But yeah, I, uh, I do, <laughs> uh, know a player like that. No, that, that's good. I'm just because I'm like trying to. Th- I'm always thinking way too far into the stuff. I'm, I'm thinking maybe like okay. You, because if it really does just come down to the shooting, and then this year it kind of extended to finishing at the rim, at least in Brooklyn, you know, maybe it's like, you know, big stage, UNC, you know, pressure's on. That's maybe why he didn't shoot it that well there. Same thing, Brooklyn, NBA. Maybe he just, he's playing more free and easy in the G League, and that, uh, that kind of, um, mentality, whatever you want to say it with, hasn't translated fully to the to the project. I don't know, um, but I'll be curious to see. Yeah, do you? So similar question to how we ended it with um, with Harper. It, your gut feeling is this a guy that is going to be is going to have a legitimate NBA career? Or do you think he's more like a quad A guy? Um, I I I want to see Jared Harper play with uh, better talent. Like I mentioned before, the Northern Arizona Suns were awful, and that led to um, Harper being a gigantic part of the team's offense. Um, 
Uh, this year, he had a 30% usage percentage. Oh, my God. Which, okay. Yeah, which is a significant increase on uh, what he had during his time at Auburn, where it was for his career at uh, 23%. So, um, so I just want to see him with how he is with uh, better talent around him. And, you know, there are, you know, obviously numerous cases where player um, – uh, where, you know, his efficiency improves and he becomes more confident when, you know, he isn't the sole focus of a team's offense like, you know, Harper was uh, this year with uh, the Suns uh, G League team. So, okay, so that's that's for Harper, which, again, <laughs> I, I could make a joke here about how I don't know how much the talent is going to improve when he plays uh, with the Knicks next year, should he get that opportunity. But I won't make that joke because I'm going to – this is the new me. I'm trying to <laughs> try to go back to being positive. I used to be such a positive Knicks fan. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm going to try to get back hey, to that. Hey, the Knicks know how to find um, – They do. Talent, yeah, no. Moon, Luke Cornette has a guaranteed deal. Iggy, Iggy's, uh, I mean, he was drafted, obviously, so it's a little bit different with him. Um, But so same same question with Pinson. It's a little bit different, though, because he's played with NBA talent. We've seen talent around him, although in fairness, some of the units that he played with in Brooklyn, the the um, the the offensive, the caliber of the offensive players that he spent the most time with in Brooklyn, um, let's just say uh, left a little bit to be desired. It was. Oh my God, I had it up here a second ago. It was Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who is not a guy that's exactly known for his shot. Um, we had, I think, Damari Carroll was another guy who, you know, again, in in not the best offensive player. Garrett Temple. There was some. Uh, it was some David Nwaba. Uh, there was some Iman Shumpert. DeAndre Jordan, not not caring very much. DeAndre Jordan. So yeah, I'm curious with that too, but. Same, same question. Pinson, do you expect him to be in the NBA, you know, and have like a real career? Or do you think he's going to be a flame out and wind up, you know, whatever, going overseas or something? I want to be optimistic for him be- for him because I um, have been a f- huge fan of what he's done in the G League. And, you know, when you look at his numbers, it's kind of hard, hard not to be, you know, a fan of him. But like you mentioned, he was atrocious. With uh, Brooklyn, and that might have to do with you know the team he was around. Like honestly, the team that he was around in the G League, you know, um, was you know fantastic in his rookie year. You know, 34-17, made it to the you know the G League Finals. Had a you know solid veteran big around him and Allen Williams. Uh, you know, Desmond Musa, Jordan Mc- uh, McLaughlin, who you know is now a solid part of the Timberwolves rotation. So the talent that he <laughs> was around in uh, Long Island might honestly, you know, be a better fit for him than what he was with in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair answer. It's funny. I have like all this video and and like stats queued up of Pinson, and I have had a busy week, and I haven't actually had time to write uh, that piece yet. And I'm thinking to myself, what, why am I wasting my time? This guy is almost certainly going to be used as either a trade chip or non-guaranteed. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to try to be optimistic. Um, before I let you go, uh, you are legally obligated to speak um, on Lamar. Every time you come on this podcast, to speak on Lamar Peters. The, I feel like 
the Lamar Peters hive in New York. It's not it's not as big as the Frank hive because nothing is as big as the Frank hive, but it's a, it's a goodly size. Um, talk to me about Lamar Peters. I know you wanted to mention something about him. Well, Jonathan, I'd be part of the, of the uh, Lamar hive. I want to be a, a chart member of that. <laughs> Um, because honestly, when I'm, when I'm feeling down and just want to watch, uh, highlights on YouTube, I, uh, sometimes watch, uh, Lamar Peters, G-League highlights on YouTube because, man, he was something else, um, in the G-League in just terms of pure entertainment and how he did, didn't, you know, you know, <laughs> how, how he's fearless with what he did on the core, you know, Pulling up from 30, being able to drop to the paint, throwing these incredible, precise passes. And, you know, that did in fact, um, you know, his efficiency, 17.7 points, 7.2 assists per game with a, you know, 2.1 assist turnover ratio, uh, 42% from uh, the field, 40% from three. And um, his um, um, inefficiency in terms of field goal percentage has a lot to do with his struggles from around the rim, which I believe is something that I mentioned on the last time. I was yeah, I think I vaguely I think remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. But um, but in terms of his – when he's on the perimeter, he's an NBA player. He's a bona fide NBA player in my opinion. Well, then maybe I, I've been burying the lead and I should have opened with this. Would the Knicks have been better off signing – Lamar Peters to um, a guaranteed contract than taking a chance on Jared Harper? Oh, man. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Uh, this is what we do here. It, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're hitting, we're, you know, it's the hard hitting, you know, questions. I got to keep up my journalistic integrity. <laughs> Um, well, no, the, the fact that you, the fact that you say it's a tough question, I think that in and of itself is kind of the answer, right? I feel like as good as Lamar was, I feel like he needs another year of development, which isn't bad because he just turned 22. This is, yeah, this is true. Um, whereas Harper, I should know Harper's age off the top of my head. And of course I don't, I think, but Harper, I think is a little older. I'm going to look it up right now before we get out of here. Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm being honest, I hope both of them uh, get a decent amount of time with the next next year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Har- Harper is only 22 um, years old. So, yeah, he's still young as well. I didn't even realize that. OK, good. Um, yeah, because there's some other guys on the Knicks roster currently that I, I would not mind if they um, were not back. And, uh, you know, a little, little youth movement um, never hurt anybody. Although I have my um, my uh, trepidation about predicting that that will happen. Um, Dakota, you are awesome. Um, thank you for always coming through and providing information to those of us who do not spend as much time watching the G League. Um, anything else uh, you want to say uh, before we get out of here? Um, I just, um, I guess... Uh in terms of my work, I am, you know, still doing a lot of G League stuff, uh, postseason stuff, but also looking ahead to whenever the start of the next G League season begins. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm going to have a uh, pieces coming out 
relatively soon uh, two-way potential two-way power rankings. I don't know if I'm going to actually rank them, but looking at players that were in high major, mid-major, and Americans that play international ball this year. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, And actually, you know what? I, I lied. I have one more thing. Is Have you thought about with the G League select team, uh, is that what they're calling it? I think that's what they're calling it, right? Yeah, G League select team, or as I like to call them, uh, G League Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a Harry Potter. I mean, I've seen like most of the movies. I have not read a word of any of the books, which I know I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate um, tweets for saying that. You know what it is? I've made it so far in my life that I'm like, all right, I'll just read it to my my kid um, so at some point, So, which I will do. I'm planning on doing that when she's old enough to appreciate it. Anyway, we've gone off on a tangent. Um, how much do you foresee yourself like basically having to watch every one of that team's games or are you just going to treat them like a regular G League team or have you not even thought about that yet? I have not thought of it because I feel like we're so far away. <laughs> no, that's fair. Like we're so far away, but I feel like I'm going to have to watch every game, which may not be a chore because there might be only like 30 games, which is what the uh, Javoni uh, Woj uh, article said. But yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see if Jonathan Kaminga is going to make uh, the leap to the G League, which it looks like he Probably will be really 24 seven sports has them at hundred percent going pro, which basically means uh, the G league. And I'm also interested to see what veterans that the team um, is going to surround uh, these young um, uh, high school kids with. Like, I don't know if they're going to go after uh, vets that were NBA vets or guys with experience in the G league. But I feel like honestly with what uh, Sharif Abdurrahim has done in a G like I feel like honestly it it just depends on what goes on you know in the offseason which players you know get signed when you know after the Disney World bubble whenever that actually happens when the NBA finals concludes and free agency begins like the players that you know aren't able to sign and it's you know December I feel like uh we'll be seeing a few of them be scooped up by uh, the G League Select team because that will be, you know, a unique opportunity for you know those players that's you know obviously different than them joining you know you know the Westchester Knicks. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, so just to confirm, like Jalen Green is the highest ranking guy that has decided to go to the the Select team, correct? Yes. And then right now, yeah. yeah, and then so he's ranked whatever two, three, four, and then Kuminga I think is like two or three on most people's boards as well. So if he, I had no idea that he was even considering that. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, that's yeah. The G League is um, one of his uh, top five. And if, if you look at 24 seven sports, which is the uh, my personal opinion, the best source for, you know, high school uh, basketball recruiting, which is site I've used a lot um, over the last uh, two months since uh, Jalen Green made his announcement. But yeah, uh, Kaminga was the uh, number one prospect in the class of 2021, but looks like he's going to reclassify to 2020. And uh, it's looking like he's uh, going to the G League, which is going to be um, interesting. Yeah, that's um. Oh man, I'm at. I'm at whew, 
I may have to watch. Uh, well, depending on how the Knicks, depending on how the Knicks start out next year, I may wind up watching more more G League select games than uh, Nick games by the end of next season. That's again yeah, because um, that team could have uh, two uh, top five picks on it. I you know I was about and um, the the other kid is there. Am I imagining that there's another like top ten ish prospect who is also committed there? Uh, there's a potential lotto pick who uh, is stationed next, and honestly, he's my uh, in terms of pure basketball entertainment, he's my favorite player. Who is this? Of the bunch. Uh, Dacian Nix. Dacian Nix. Okay. Uh, yeah, six five, six six, point guard, and dude is just electrifying with the with the passes he makes. If you're ever if you're ever bored during quarantine, which everybody should be doing, because you know obviously cases. Are rising across the across the country, uh, Nation Knicks, and just watch the passes they makes. He's so much fun to watch. All right, listen, this you, you've given everybody you know everything they could possibly. Have. You got some information, you got some viewing tips, got some some breaking news because I I again certainly did not realize that Kuminga was considering that team. That's awesome. Um, well, great stuff. Um, as always, Dakota, you are the man. Um, I am going to, um, again, there are some like accounts you just should be following on Twitter. Um, and yours, uh, which is Dakota, D-A-K-O-T-A underscore Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T is one of them. Um, but also you should follow Ridiculous Upside, which is the SB Nation um, G League uh, account, I guess you'd say, um, because there's just, you know, there's always interesting stuff on there. And especially with, as you alluded to with Sharif Abdurrahim running the G league. Now, um, I, I have a feeling the G league and the stories coming out of it are going to become more, much more relevant, not, not less relevant. So, um, definitely give, uh, both of those a follow Dakota. Thank you, man. I appreciate the time. No problem. I um I always uh, love talking uh talking Julie Coops uh with you, Westchester Knicks with you, and I always enjoy uh, being on here. Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, for everybody at home, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. We'll be back with you with uh, another one very soon. Mm-hmm.